I really hope that that this leads to a place where um, consumers don't have to worry about uh, putting unsafe products on their faces, and that that's just a given. Hello, beauty. Yes, you. Join me, host Joyce Platon, as I chat with today's beauty, wellness, and lifestyle visionaries. Let's discover their motivating journey together as I merge my love for the art and my passion in revealing one's true inner beauty. With everything that's going on lately, I'm even more strict about strengthening my immune system. It's not enough to take supplements because I'm never sure how much of it I'm actually absorbing. That's why I love getting IV infusion therapy at Radiant Beauty Skincare Med Spa in Anaheim. They offer a full line of -of state-of-the-art treatments and services, as well as various IV infusion therapies, all administered by skilled medical and aesthetic professionals. These treatments help you achieve glowing skin and detoxify and strengthen your immune defense. It's a great mixture of nutrients such as magnesium, zinc, vitamin C, calcium, and some B vitamins. All the good stuff. My other go-to favorite treatments are Aerolase Laser and Hydrafacial. And friends, all these treatments are at an affordable price. Trust me, I have been trying to look for the one in LA where the treatments actually improve my skin and doesn't break my bank. They always have promos, so check them out on Instagram, Radiant Beauty Skincare Med Spa, or book your appointment with Francis at www.radiantbeautymd.com. Hey there, Joyce Baton here, and welcome to Hello Beauty. Today's special guest is Krupa Kastlein. After over 10 years in Essie Lauder and Neutrogena, Krupa pivoted her career to the clean beauty sector. Krupa is the founder of KKT Consultants, where she formulated award-winning products for clean beauty brands like Kopari, Tower 28, Guy Beauty, and so much more. Welcome to Hello Beauty, Krupa. Uh, Thank you, Joyce, for having me. I'm so excited to do a deep dive in what you do and what industry you are part of. So I know that before we recorded, you showed me your amazing home setup. I cannot believe you actually have a lab at home. Yes, I am lucky that I have been able to set that up, but I think COVID helped. So yeah, I do have a a nice setting here where I can work from home. So helps. Yeah. So for the benefit of the listeners, talk to me about how you started your career in cosmetic chemistry. It's it's very interesting how I got started in the cosmetic uh, sector. Uh, so I was I actually went to school um, to become a genetic engineer. And uh, so I was doing like biotechnology and biology. I was majoring in biology. And um, while I was doing my master's uh, in biotechnology, um, I got uh, selected uh, as an intern at Estee Lauder, right? So before this, I, I was going to have a completely different career with genetics. And that was very interesting to me. And then um, at Lauder, I was working at their, in their skin biology lab. Um, and right next to the skin biology lab was the Bobby Brown lipstick lab. And there was no looking back for me. Like I was hooked and I just absolutely loved um, how the industry was and how uh, all the different things came together to, you know, bring life to this product uh, that like everybody um, that affected everybody's life uh, so directly. Um, So I loved it. And uh, thankfully, like I had a fantastic mentor at Estee Lauder and um, I, it just kickstarted my career really well. Uh, so the research that I did there got published uh, in the Journal of Immunology. And then um, right after that, I moved to LA um, and I got, job, I got a job at Neutrogena. Um, so I was a part of the technical assurance team there. 
um, and uh, basically we oversaw um, uh, sourcing and oversaw like uh, technical assurance. So basically what J and J was doing at the time was they were bringing in, they were bringing all of their uh, formulations and all of their um, stuff that was being made at, on the East Coast to the West Coast in Neutrogena. So I was in charge of that. I learned a lot about like cross-functional teams and supply chains, procurement, uh, materials handling, and you know all that great stuff. Um, and while I was there, I also uh, looked deeper into like their formulas and and what goes on in in these uh, great companies, right? So back then, Neutrogena was very popular. I, I my family used Neutrogena. My sister used to use Neutrogena. I did um, too. Yeah. So it was like, you know, the, the, the face wash and then, and the sunscreens and Neutrogena was so popular. And so, um, when I was there, I just like it, I realized that I couldn't like, I couldn't make batches without wearing face masks and um, and there were like materials that were clearly, if you read the SDSs, they were not safe. And, um, you know, pregnant women were, were, uh, were not uh, encouraged anywhere around uh, the manufacturing areas. And, and just oh my God, that, that sounds that scary. Raised, yeah, that <laughs> raised a little bit of like bells and whistles. Like I was like, okay, hold on, what's going on? So, um, so I uh, looked like deeper into it and I didn't understand why. Um, and, and back then, like even the squalene that we use now uh, that is derived from olive used to be derived from sharks. Um, and, oh. and like, it was a very different time. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, after that, or while I was there, I decided to leave and I decided to pursue clean beauty and, and natural beauty and move towards natural beauty. Uh, thankfully, I did find lots of opportunities in the sector. And so it's been over 10 years now and I've been working uh, in the clean and natural uh, beauty sector. Uh, and I've helped many companies um, be, be more natural, be more sustainable, be organic. Uh, and I've just loved it. So um, th that's how I got started. No, that sounds amazing. And I mean, this really opens a lot of interesting topics because like what you mentioned, pregnant women are not allowed anywhere near facilities or around those chemicals. But sometimes people would argue, in, or maybe, I mean, you can enlighten me on this because I am not as knowledgeable and I don't know the technicalities, but some people would argue or some researchers that researches that I would read is that these are just such tiny amounts that are put in supposedly in these products that technically they're not harmful. But for me, from my standpoint and from my um, opinion, I feel like it's, there's still a compounding effect. These ingredients are still chemicals, harmful chemicals that you're still putting in your body. So no matter what amount you put in it, big or small, I feel like that's still a negative thing and there is still a compounding effect to it if you keep using this product. Yeah, Joyce, you're, you're like absolutely right. There is a compounding effect. And for most of these materials, there is no testing done. Like people have not tested uh, what happens when you continuously use this or long-term effects or, you know, nobody has studied that. So um, it's the unknown too for a lot of these ingredients, but then there are known ingredients that are um, harmful, that are endocrine disruptors, that are, um, you know, cancer, carcinogens and um, 
uh, yeah, there is, I, I know those arguments about, you know, there's only a little bit of here and there, a little bit, but then you are, imagine how many products you're exposing yourself to daily. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I read somewhere that, that a, an average uh, teenage girl uses up to uh, 14, 15 uh, products, um, you know, uh, a, a day. And you were exposing yourself, like including toothpaste and hand wash and all of those things. And so where does it stop? Like we we have to do something. And I think this is, it's great that people are paying attention now. Back then, 10 years ago, how was the industry like compared to how it is now? Yeah, so so like how, how the industry was different? The industry was very different. And I think this whole, um, there was only like a little bit of group uh, like a little group of like Dr. Bronner's or Aubrey Organics or like these little I brands love Dr. Bronner's. Uh, that yeah and they were they were very little at the time and they started um, like that right and and um, so these like hippie brands yeah uh, mm-hmm. were there and and they were talking about natural and organic and you know um, spreading the word about like safety and cosmetics and all that it was not popular like that that time um, it was not popular I, I remember having several conversations and people were calling it a fad um, nobody was really you know buying into it um, but you know uh, thankfully people I think the more people have started having health issues unfortunately uh people have like shifted their mindset a little bit on what um uh how important it is to to uh, you know read your labels and and understand what's going on um not just also for the environment of course but for yourself and your health overall health as well yeah so i totally people. agree so reading upon your bio i know that you're a lifelong ayurvedic practitioner yeah. Talk to me about how you merge these Ayurvedic practice with Western style scientific methods. Yeah. Um, so uh, I grew up in India. I, I moved to the U.S. when I was 19. Um, so I have always been surrounded by all these beautiful botanicals and, and you know, all these Ayurvedic ingredients that are now really popular. Like I have been taking ashwagandha since I was a kid. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, it tasted horrible, but my mom uh, would feed it to us. And, you know, it's just uh, habitual. So um, so uh, it, it, uh, it it's really cool to see all of these trends and, you know, trendy ingredients come to life. But they have been, like, always been there. Like, I've always, you know, turmeric. We've always used turmeric uh, in our cooking, and, and it's been a part of uh, my culture. Um, so I think that 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 the the main uh, way I think my my point of view of looking into like formulating and 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 um, developing cosmetics um, with an Ayurvedic background is that I have a lot of like holistic uh, point of view um, when formulating. So uh, while somebody somebody's first like when you're making a vitamin C serum. Um, a normal chemist might uh, just, you know, reach for that vitamin C bottle um, uh, where I would reach for like the licorice uh, to get mm. the vitamin C. So, so I am, I am really a lot more holistic um, with my approach to skincare. And I also like, um, I think about not just like, okay, what is this vitamin C going to do? And, and I'm putting the vitamin C at this level on your skin and, and, and done. 
um, I like to think about the overall. So what is what is this going to do to your biology? What is this going to do to your long-term use? Uh, what is this going to do with your entire skincare routine? Um, and um, yeah, so I think, I think that is uh, quite unique. Yeah, and like as a chemist, you know that certain ingredients chemically react either positively or negatively when used together, right? Well, yeah, uh, yes, definitely. Uh, you understand a lot more about like how vitamin C works with other actives or how not just vitamin C, any, any actives work uh, with your skin. Uh, and it's very important to understand what it's doing in order to really use it properly. Um, you know, and, and not, not skip on your sunscreen or not, you know, because you really need to understand why it is that you're using the sunscreen mm -hmm. after, after certain actives. Um, so yeah, it definitely helps. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of clean beauty, I know it's not really a regulated term. And there's no real, real cohesive definition for it. From your standpoint, what is clean beauty? I think, so clean beauty to me is um, products that are safe. Uh, number one, uh, safe for you to use, um, safe for you to use long-term um, and also safe for the environment um, and sustainable for the environment, right? So uh, basically like ethical, mindful uh, formulas that uh, take into consideration what the formula is doing, uh, formula and packaging is doing to the environment overall and to your health overall. Uh, I think that is what clean beauty should mean. Just because it's also labeled clean beauty, you, we still have to be wary about the ingredients because like how I'm just making food as an example. Peanuts, you know, they're, they're natural, but some people have allergies to, with peanuts. So I feel like we still have to know each body's different, each, uh, each reaction is different. So I think it's good, like what you said, I totally agree that we need to be knowledgeable about what we put in our skin that we can't just because, you know, it's marketed as clean beauty. We still have to investigate what the claims are of the product and what ingredients they have to offer. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, like just because some, like, so first of all, clean beauty mm -hmm. is not a regular term, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody has defined it officially. Like this is what clean beauty is. Nobody has. So, so there's so many brands that we call it greenwashing um uh, in the uh, on the market that have like a few leaves on on their label <laughs> and call themselves green yeah. um but they are nowhere close to green mm -hmm. so um uh, because there's not that much um out there that really you know uh stand for clean beauty i think i think it's so much more important for consumers to trust brands right so know your brands and and know your brand brand founders and uh, use trusted brands because um, I don't expect you know somebody to turn into a chemist and understand every single ingredient, but uh, definitely trust a brand that knows what they are doing and um, you know will not uh, put ingredients in there that are not safe for you. Yeah, with your experience with working with big beauty brands that are very well known, like Kopari, Power 28, these are amazing brands and I, I use them as well. 
from your background, is there a way for consumers to know if, you know, because of course, maybe they have such a variety of choices to choose from. How can we narrow down our choices by selecting, quote unquote, the cleanest one or the best option? Is there a way like maybe like a stamp of approval that we can look out for? Like, for example, when I buy avocados, I just know instantly that uh, organic versus non-organic. The organic one has the sticker that starts with the number nine. And then the non-organic one is the sticker that starts with like four. <laughs> so is there like a tidbit from you that can help us in picking out the quote unquote clean and trusted brand? Um, so uh, this is this is a very interesting question, uh, Joyce, <laughs> because um, in, in the industry that are um, organizations like um, EcoSearch or Cosmos or USDA Organic, um, that are like third party that give stamps of approvals that you're talking about, right? They give stamp of approval to the brand. They they go and they do audits uh, of the brand as well as the manufacturer. They make sure that they are not uh, claiming anything that they shouldn't be claiming and they are not putting anything in there that doesn't belong in there. So, so that's great. Um, but that being said, I know of so many uh, smaller brands that do the right thing, but they cannot afford... Uh, this stamp of approval because the stamp of approval, of course, comes with its own price, its own cost, right? So, mm -hmm. um, so I want to say that yes, third-party certifications are fantastic, but there's also now um, retailers uh, that are that are doing that due diligence, right? Like Credo Beauty, um, mm -hmm. they are doing their own due diligence to make sure that um, all of their partners um, follow their guidelines and follow the ingredient guidelines and follow uh, the, their sustainability guidelines. Um, so I think that that is one easy way, but overall right now, uh, because we don't have any regulation, um, it really, it, it really is about trusting a brand, uh, and, uh, making sure that, you know, you, you trust in the, in the brand to not put something out there that doesn't, uh, that's not safe. So there's a lot of focus on sustainability. Would you know what brands are doing nowadays to do their part in being sustainable, be it their packaging, their manufacturing process, ingredient sourcing? Um, yes. So uh, they're, thankfully, like right now, everybody is looking to sustainability. Um, all brands are trying to be sustainable in one way or the other, which is great. Um, so with regards to packaging, yes, there's so many brands that are doing such amazing work. Um, like Axiology is one of my favorites. Uh, they, they, they have, I don't know if you, if you know about them, but they are like, uh, they are a makeup brand and, uh, they make their packaging out of, uh, paper. Oh, right. Wow. And, and, and it's absolutely like sustainable, uh, sustainably sourced and, 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 uh, recycled paper. I'll and, definitely look uh, them up now. <laughs> yeah. Look them up. They're so cool. Um, and their Instagram is really cool too. They have uh, all these videos about how they make their product. And it's like such a small, uh, like I think community of people that make it. Um, I don't know them personally, but they're, I, I think they're really cool. Um, and, and then, um, so, so packaging. And then also, I think that a lot of people are now paying attention to um, sustainable ingredients. Like there are, uh, when it comes to sustainability in ingredients, people don't really know that, um, there are so many ingredients that they use right now that are not sustainably sourced, like, mm. um, uh, like you know, the micas that are yes. not sourced sustainably. I'm sure you've heard mm -hmm. uh, palm oil um, that yes. uh, that has caused so much deforestation. 
um and and uh, you know the whole like um, indonesia uh, is is destroyed uh, the, we've destroyed the rainforest to plant the palm oils of uh, mm-hmm. the palm trees um and so a lot of people like don't know but i think that now people are paying attention to like mica or bakuchiol or like sourcing ingredients that are um uh, sustainably harvested and sustainably sourced uh, so um with regard to that yeah um i think ingredients and packaging people are paying attention there are brands that are doing really really good um so it's all really exciting i think this is a the great time yeah no i love it too and i i love just getting to know brand founders and really what they stand for because now you feel a sense of connection with them and if it aligns with your value the more you feel good about supporting them Yeah, yeah yeah and and there are so many brands that are doing so good like there's such good work um and it's just about like discovering them and and you know stop supporting brands that are not and and the mm-hmm. big big brands that don't understand clean they don't understand ethical they don't understand this space you know um so i'm really looking forward to how uh this thing is going to how how it the industry is going to look in a couple years um when there's going to be so many uh new brands doing the right thing coming up so it's going to be very interesting yeah it's so exciting so i know that you take inspiration from everywhere even the automobile industry what is your process of innovation i tend to like um uh, think um uh, outside the box a lot uh when it comes to innovation so i'll always like i have this I I'm I love cooking um apart from uh you know cooking in my lab I also cook uh in my kitchen and so I take a lot of inspiration from uh that process from from uh the food industry um and the nutritional supplement industry um and uh I I love coming up with the the textures and the the uh you know the organoleptic properties of a of a cream uh and basically uh, take my innovation from the food or the nutritional uh supplement industry um which is uh, kind of cool like i i like to give the example of like cbd right like cbd is so popular now um but it's only now that it is it's so popular here in the skincare industry it started um with the nutritional supplement industry and medicine mm-hmm. uh, really So I like to watch those spaces a lot uh to to like get inspiration for new products, new ingredients, uh new delivery systems. Um and uh yeah, I think uh, that's that's uh, where I derive most of my uh, ideas from. Such an interesting mm-hmm. space, I think, um because there's always new things coming, there's always new botanicals, uh but they are all they have always been here. They they've always been there, you know. So it's even like uh it it's it's also like i'll i'll think that something is really cool but i won't know until it goes yeah. out in the market to to see whether the consumer finds it cool or not um like the tiger grass right everybody was talking oh, about yeah. tiger grass i'm like Ooh. i don't know i would never have guessed that somebody's going to love tiger grass so much um it just sounds weird but yeah um, but yeah it's the same thing with some filipino cuz i'm filipino some filipino ingredients or vegetables that we've been using all our life that 
we don't even think about but yeah. now it's you know part of like brands or ingredients <laughs> it's interesting yeah what are what are some of the filipino ingredients that are so fun? like moringa it's a, uh, oh yeah you... moringa. Yes, yes that's like yes. like a super food yeah no i i agree with you i think it's so cool and 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 you know coming from a different culture um, I think that is an advantage too because you are exposed to so many more of those ingredients. Like, I remember back. Um, I remember back when I was at Aubrey. Uh, we were supposed to develop a, a. I was supposed to develop an organic um, uh, hair spray, right? That actually holds mm-hmm. your hair. And I just couldn't come up with what, right? And and um, in this some random conversation with somebody. Uh, I realized that there's this gourd that I used to eat a lot as a kid uh, that has like the same kind of starch that potato has. And um, you know how, like, if you, if you, uh, if you, I don't know if you've touched potatoes when you've just like freshly cut them Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they have that, that starchy feeling to them. Uh, So that, that's what I used. Uh, That, that like thought process is what helped me make the hairspray. Uh, oh. using the starch uh, yeah, from yeah. the potato and the gourd um, yeah. and that's how that's how we ended up developing the the organic hairspray uh, for Aubrey but it was just so like it it's ridiculous it's like so cool how how it all comes together sometimes uh, but yeah I, I think it, it, it really is an advantage that you're you know coming from a completely different culture and you're exposed mm. to so many different things and you mentioned earlier that you immigrated from India at yes. 19 and so you entered such a male dominated industry as a south asian woman did you experience any obstacles um okay so this is like a tough question uh because i want i'm trying to i'm trying to be like politically correct here too but uh <laughs> yes i did right yes uh there were definitely uh moments when um it was not always, you know, fair, or I was not taken seriously, um, be it because of my background or because of my age, even, mm-hmm. um, that people did not uh, take me seriously. And there have been times, like, um, I remember at one of my positions, um, I had to literally swear every time I talked to someone for them to take me seriously. Like, for me oh to be one of the guys, so they'll uh. take me seriously, right? Like, uh, but yes. I had to in order to be taken seriously. I had to. It was so hilarious because I would come home and my husband would look at me like, "Are you okay? Like, you know, why, your yeah. language is totally different. Like, are you all right? Yeah, because um, it becomes a habit. Because if you always say does. throughout the day, you might bring yes. it home now. So. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, like, um, yes, it, it it is very hard to be taken seriously sometimes. Um, I don't know if that is because of uh being south asian or that is because of just being uh, a woman mm-hmm. um i think because like i i had this conversation with a very close friend of mine too and i was like there is no way like even there is no way for anybody to understand how somebody feels it's mm-hmm. impossible to understand how hard it is and how different someone feels until you feel it you don't know like you know exactly. how how like like me and you being being a woman like we always no mm-hmm. matter where we're going we have to i how how long do you even spend uh to you know pick out your clothes so that you know you 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 wait you're like okay do i look trashy um yes. how does this look uh yes. is this too short uh is this too long 
right? Yes. Like, or like, like what you said, if you're going to be in a room full of men, you want to be able to be taken seriously and think that you have credibility. So now that sort of affects your outfit also. Exactly. I, mean, I know it so, sounds very superficial, but no, it's true. <laughs> it's so true. And, and, you know, you don't think about that, but I'm like, okay, you have like, there is no way for a man to understand it uh, unless they do spend that hour to, you know, go like, okay, is my hair too, like, should I leave it open? Um, will, yeah, it, yeah. will it look too, will it look serious enough? Am I going to look strong enough? You know, yes. and, and um, I, I don't think anyone knows uh, how that is so important uh, until they actually experience it. No, that's true. I mean, I remember one time at work, I just, I guess, didn't fix my hair as much as I normally did. A guy at work was like, oh, your hair's messy today. But technically it's not messy, it's just not as thick. So like they notice these little things. Or if you just don't feel like wearing makeup at work, even if you don't even wear as much, they're like, oh, you look tired. I'm like, why do you have to always comment about my look? So, but that's the thing, right? <laughs> um, I would like to think they don't mean anything bad, but the pressure as a woman, like, I don't think they would say the same thing to their guy friend at work saying like, hey, how come your hair looks like that? Or you did, didn't put concealer today or whatever. Women have this pressure to look a certain way or maybe be presentable depending on whatever environment they're in or circumstance so it's just it's a thing right it's a real thing <laughs> it's a real thing it's a real thing and you know just just in the same way like we're never gonna understand what it feels to be um to be you know a, a certain ethnicity um yes. until you experience it you're not you're never gonna know so it's yes, you know yes. it yeah you want to say like okay yeah I understand but no you you don't understand yeah that. that's why yeah. I think it's important to not invalidate other people's experiences yes but yeah really it's in the workplace it is a thing like I think a lot of people might think that it is superficial that maybe quote-unquote women spend lo longer and trying to get ready or even pick out their clothes but this is the reason why <laughs> we have to we have to right it, yeah. it's because we have to because I know that if I was not, uh, if I did not uh, wear a certain type of clothes or, or, you know, do my hair a certain way and, and, you know, have a certain demeanor, you won't take me seriously. So, so exactly. of course, uh, I'm going to do that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. There's even like, we even have to think about the balance, the perfect balance. Is it too much or too little? Too There's little. Yes. <laughs> yes. There is. There is. There really is. It's so funny. So, I mean, I love that. I love your thought process and your values about clean beauty and inner beauty. So here at Hello Beauty, we have a philosophy and it's say hello to the beauty in you. What advice can you give to those who are trying to discover their beauty within? To me, beauty really comes from um, being confident in yourself. And that confidence comes when you start loving yourself. Um, so really, it's about finding um, that place where you can love yourself, let yourself be, be forgiving towards yourself. Um, and once you have that, you'll exude beauty. Um, that's, that's what I think. I love that. I agree 100%. So clearly, you've defined that natural ingredients is not just a passing trend. Where do you think should the beauty industry go and or where do you see it going um so this is like i said right this is a this is a very 
amazing time. I love uh, I love how everybody's paying attention to the labels and and the consumers are demanding more from the brands and and um, they are you know demanding transparency and and like all these movements going on. I think that is so fantastic. Um, but I really. I really wish that all of this leads to a place where we don't have to check labels, right? We don't have to, like, we don't have to, like, we trust in a brand enough that we don't have to check the label every time, or we don't have to spend hours researching which moisturizer to buy. Um, so I really hope that that this leads to a place where um, consumers don't have to worry about uh, putting unsafe products on their faces, and that that's just a given. So I, I hope that's where it goes. Yeah, no, me too. That's why you like you work in the industry. So hopefully we get there sooner than later. <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely. So you have such a plethora of knowledge and natural ingredients. I'm very curious about what you use. So talk to me about your hair care, makeup and skincare routine morning to night. Quickly include products. Okay, 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 cool. Um, so when it comes to skincare uh, and hair care, um and makeup because i develop like i i develop so many products uh, i expose my skin all the time to uh actives and to all these different products so my core routine is always like very simple um mm. and very nutrition uh dense and and you know really um simple 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 so mm. i don't expose myself my my skin to really harsh actives or or anything um i use a lot of oils and i'll use a lot mm. of balms um i also stopped using soap um a while ago on my face at all like i don't use soap at all and it's my skin's loving it um so uh i don't when i say soap i mean like traditional soap uh detergent like um oh like dove like that so, no, no, or, like uh, like harsh surfactants. Okay. Um, so I only use um, I only use uh, so I don't use cleansers. Mm-hmm. I so you cleansers. don't do you don't do like facial wash like that. I don't do any facial wash. Oh wow. I Okay. Use... I'm very interested. How do you um you know quote unquote yeah. wash off if you wear makeup or just wash yes. off the day like that? So I do. I use um oil cleansers, mm-hmm. um oil based cleansers, and like oil bombs. So I use a lot of um, like um, One Love Organics has this really good um, solid uh, cleansing uh, balm mm-hmm. and uh, cleansing oil, which is really good. Um, so I use cleansing oils, cleansing balms because they don't, uh, they innately don't have um, those harsh surfactants in them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I use. And um, then I use um, a lot of bombs, like I said, a lot of oils. I love oil. Um, I put oil everywhere. Um, so <laughs> I do. I use um, ta- I use um, male instruments, blue cocoon. I use uh, eight faces. Actually, I just uh, got their bomb. Uh, mm-hmm. They are they are a really good company, and uh, they are a small company to out of Toronto. And um, so I use I use uh, their uh, bomb as well. I just started using it it's great smells amazing um and then for my hair care I use natural I use inner sense uh for my hair uh they are like a shampoo conditioner it's called hair hair bath um that's what they call it uh so I use I use their products a lot and then um what else I um makeup yes makeup so I I'm using uh guide beauty uh of course I use guide beauty I use their mascara which is 
amazing. I don't know if you've tried their mascara or not. No, it is yeah, mind blowing. Like I oh. do not have I do not have eyelashes, Joyce. I don't have eyelashes. <laughs> like I don't have any eyelashes. And uh that product is just mind blowing. It 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 gives me eyelashes and I, I love oh it. Oh my goodness. Um, so, okay, oh, you definitely should, you a should must try, try it. It's yeah. really, really it's not like an all natural or anything, but it's safe. It's um clean and it's effective and um it also comes off really easy um where you don't need like the harsh facial cleansers or double mm-hmm. triple cleansing in order to take it off uh which i love and um and also their brow is really good um then i also use um who else like with regards to lipsticks i am i'm kind of a freak about lipsticks i have so many lipsticks like love yeah. lipsticks something about it <laughs> yeah so uh so right now uh i've tried i've been trying uh Westman atelier i think that's how you pronounce the name mm. uh their lipsticks are interesting um and they've been good i like i like their lipsticks um there's also of course tower 28 uh and um uh exa exa uh, foundation I don't I don't really wear foundation but when I do uh I I try to you know use them um but I really don't use foundation that much and then with regards to sun care um I'll do I'm using like solara and I'm also developing a really secret project right now uh SPF so I'm trying a lot of that so yeah is it um the secret project is it with solara or um or you can't um, disclose, disclose i cannot well let me know once it's, email it's, it to you yes yeah or when it's launched i'm very excited to share this with everyone because i'm all about sunscreen also maybe i guess i can get your quick thoughts about this do you think we should be wearing sunscreen indoors yes yes mm-hmm. yes if you are using if you are using any products that have uh har- like that, that have actives like niacinamide um um vitamin c vitamin uh c. retinol um yes you need to use sunscreen yeah yeah cuz even with because we're also in front of light and blue light exactly yeah. exactly exactly any kind of environmental stress um I think it's better to oh, have a Oh, that's true. On. Not just light, but just like the air around us, even if we're indoors, right? You know, yeah. that come from furniture, I guess from our air conditioning and heater, right? I mean, this is a whole another podcast that we can get into next year, right? right? Exactly, exactly, <laughs> for sure. But, um, yeah. But yeah, sunscreen is, is important. Yes, and you should wear sunscreen indoors. So maybe you can like change up your sunscreen ba- uh you know depending on whether you're going out or not you can you know use a little less sun- like spf 15 or spf 30 indoors and then when you go outdoors do like spf 50 uh but yes i'm all for sunscreen yeah i'm i want to try solara i haven't tried them yet so definitely i'm yeah, going to try that, that. Try mm-hmm. them, and then uh, this new project that I'm working on, I'm gonna share with you. Okay, yeah, okay. So you can have it. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So, what is something exciting in store for you? What is something in- exciting in store? This podcast is really cool. This is oh, thank my you. First podcast. Thank you. I'm honored. Uh, I'm honored. I haven't done a podcast before, so this is kind of cool. <laughs> you did amazing. So you are cool. you're amazing. And, um, you're an amazing uh, guest. Uh, thank you. I I I hope I did well. Um, but uh, yeah, I I think that I'm I'm so uh, humbled that uh, you know people who know me, people my, like my network has been fantastic. And even though like even with COVID and everything, 
um, everything's going really well on my end. Uh, my business doing really well. So I am really looking forward to uh, being a part of more, being a part of more brands and affecting more brands. And thankfully, like it's been so um, uh, fantastic and serendipitous um, me meeting all these brand owners and, and them just like learning about me and 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 coming to me and um it's been so 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 good and i'm so grateful and i hope this continues um into the next year and uh, yeah i i think i'm just i'm just very grateful for how everything's going right now what are your social channels and where can they find you in case they want to connect with you uh, sure um yeah so i am on instagram at uh, kkt consultants I am, yeah, that's that's all. Um, I have my website, www.kktconsultants.com. Um, yeah, I'm not really that active on social media, but uh, yes, please feel free to reach out. Thank you so much, Rupa. I had such a great time speaking with you. Yes, you too, Joyce. Thank you for being so sweet.